Global Business News 24 hours a day at Bloomberg.com, the Radio Plus mobile app, and on your radio. This is a Bloomberg Business Flash. And I'm Karen Moscow. This update's brought to you by National Realty. 30% returns on cash and rented real estate. Find them at NRIA.net. Stocks are rising and are on track to extend their longest weekly winning streak since November as banks climb and energy producers advance amid further gains in oil prices. We check the markets every 15 minutes throughout the trading day on Bloomberg. The S&P 500 is up three-tenths percent or five points. It's at 2046 and it's erased its decline for the year. It's now up two-tenths percent year-to-date. Dow Jones Industrial Average, it's up four-tenths percent or 69 points at 17,549. The Nasdaq's up a tenth of a percent or five points to 47.80. Ten-year Treasury up five thirty seconds. The yield 1.87 percent. Yield on the two-year 0.83 percent. NYMEX crude oil up 1.9 percent or 78 cents to $41 a barrel. COMEX gold down nine-tenths percent or $11.60 to 12.53.40 an ounce. The euro, $1.1295, the yen, $111.45. Starwood Hotels and Resorts Worldwide, owners of brands such as Weston, Sheraton, and W, said it received a binding $13.2 billion takeover bid from a group led by China's Enbang Insurance Group, a superior offer to one by Marriott International. And Ford Motor increasing chief executive Mark Field's 2015 conversation 17% to $17.3 million, excluding changes in pension value, as the automaker posted record profit on surging sales of sport utility vehicles, Ford up 1.5% this morning. That's a Bloomberg Business Flash. Tom and Mike. Uh, Bloomberg Surveillance this morning. We say good morning uh, to all of you. And now we, we wanted to go out and end Friday with a woman that gets the most hate mail in America. Her name is Dana Goldstein. She lives in Brooklyn. And she writes books like The Teacher Wars, A History of America's Most Embattled uh, Profession. Dana, more than anyone, has been the pinata of anger over kids' education in America, and particularly math education. Dana, wonderful to have you back on the show. Good morning. It's so good to be here. Uh, Dana, I look at question eight, Algebra one, Common Core exam, June of two years ago. Which equation has the same solution as x squared minus 6x minus 12 equals zero? In the uproar right now, is should we just throw in the towel and say some kids will learn that and many others won't? Frame that mm. debate right now. Yeah, well, it's a very controversial question because 47 states and territories have adopted these common core standards. And the goal of that is to make this type of algebra two or more advanced algebra a requirement for a high school diploma. Now, if you look internationally, our peers in Europe and Asia have tracking in high school. They don't expect every single kid to yeah. achieve the same level of math. So, we're a bit of an outlier, um, in part because tracking has such a disturbing history in the United States, um, having been associated with racist policies, classist policies, sexist policies. But now we're starting to ask the question with this common core, you know, is this really fair? Because research on dropouts at both the high school and community college level shows that there's lots of reasons why people don't earn that degree. But the number one academic reason is that they cannot pass algebra. Brilliantly said. And, Mike, the distinction here is this is not Harry Potter and Hogwarts. It's not about British elitism. This is a debate in Germany, in Switzerland as well. Well, the, 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 let's step back a second and, and define what we're talking about. Um, Common Core was an effort basically 
at the state level, Donald Trump doesn't know what he's talking about, uh, to um, create a common set of knowledge among the American states for what, what children should learn, should have learned uh, by the time they leave high school. Uh, but the things we're talking about here in terms of um, Algebra 2, etc., are debates about what should be in the Common Core as opposed to the Common Core itself, correct? I think, yeah, I think that is a good way to state it. We could have multiple math pathways. For example, what I talked about in my article for Slate is whether we should allow statistics as a substitute for Algebra 2. There's some evidence that students who don't do well in Algebra 2 do do well in statistics, that statistics is more applicable to the average person's life. So, you know, why does there just have to be one way forward? Potentially there could be multiple pathways. Okay, but when I was in school, folks, this is right after Madison set up a small college in New Jersey. Dana, there used to be like BOCES or, you know, sort of a blue-collar factory track. And then, you know, you had Regents and all that, Regents English, blah, blah, blah. We've given up on that. Everybody's going to be a rock star and learn algebra. And as you state, a large body of America says, no, we don't want to do that. So where do we go from here? Where do you want us to be in 2021? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's interesting. You know, my father, he's retired now, but he spent his career working for BOCES. So I'm very familiar with the career and technical education history here in New York and across the country. I think that we've done something very interesting in the United States. We've really given up on the idea of career and technical education, what used to be called vocational education. Um, there's a few examples of places where it works well, but for the most part, it's not an option for people. So I think that we have really embraced a sense of college for all. And what that means is that we expect or hope that all kids will go to get the four-year liberal arts college degree. And that, that is not, unfortunately, um, realistic. There's lots of jobs that we need to train people for, whether it's being a nurse practitioner or um, a dental technician that, you know, require numeric thinking, but not necessarily abstract algebra. And so I think this is why it is quite compelling to think about whether statistics may be more useful for people. I'm a journalist. I look at social science regularly in my job. I can say that personally, statistics would have been more helpful for me. Why don't you do both? I mean, I mean, that would be the, I can, you know, the ghost of the Keene family, Michael McKee, saying, you're totally right, Dana, do statistics, don't do econometrics. There's a real debate there. But mm-hmm. a lot of people would say for X percent of kids, doing both is the way to go, almost a requirement. But, but yeah, where, I, I think... I think that's a great argument, and I think in an ideal world, that is what would happen. But I think in the world that we have, there's just not a lot of evidence that Algebra 2 is being taught very well. And I I talk about that a little bit in my own article. American public school teachers, K-12, through a lot of them are themselves math-phobic, and they don't have a lot of good experiences themselves as math. So it's this difficult chicken-and-egg problem. Uh, I agree. How do we improve Algebra 2 if our teachers don't like it? Well, we have to make our teachers okay. better. Who's going to help them get better? It's Mike, very hard. When you were a kid, Mike, did you use tutors? Did your parents you know, grab you on a Thursday afternoon and say, shut up, sit down? And you got to learn more. Oh, uh, we didn't use tutors; we used rulers. Well, we did both. Would whack was a group you of, you, and they were inch, on they your were, knuckles. And, and Dana, they, Dana, they weren't metric rulers; they were inch rulers. Is well, <laughs> what is your prescription? We got a nationwide, worldwide audience, Dana. What is your prescription that can be applied? And I'll let you name the grade in Tulsa, Oklahoma, 
in San Francisco, in a wealthy suburb outside Washington, or a tough blue-collar suburb outside Boston? What's the equal prescription from Dana Goldstein? Mm-hmm. I think that what I argue for is multiple pathways. Thank so, you. for example, if, excuse me? Thank you for saying that. Continue. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think what what I think we need to see in the high school level is if Algebra 2 is not working for someone, perhaps they've already taken it and failed because many students take this class over and over again and continue to fail. There needs to be some other type of math that they can turn to to really grasp the way numbers operate in the world without necessarily having to do the more abstract work of Algebra. What age is a tip point? I think that it would be good to provide this at the high school level, but I think we need to focus on the front end as early as preschool and making our math education a lot stronger in this country. We need to work with teachers to be able to do that because what a lot of what we focus on in America with math is just solving equations over and over and over again. I think all of us will remember this from our own education. And what one expert says is that this is like learning to spell without knowing what the okay. word means. I'll go with that. But what, then how do you respond to Singapore math or Asian excellence in mathematics through rote memorization? It's not necessarily that that's solely a function of rote memorization. Kids in, that, in those countries understand a lot more how this math relates to everyday life. For example, I tell a story in my article I took I took calculus. I struggled to get a B in that course. I did not know that a derivative represented change over time. That's a, a simple concept that I should right. have understood having passed the class. This is a problem with how Americans right. are being taught math. I, I, this has been fabulous. Dana Goldstein, thank you so much. Mike, do you, what, you have one more question? No, I, okay. we, we don't have time for... Yeah, okay. Dana, this has been fabulous. Thank you so much and for your good work at Slate. Uh, her book, uh, The Teacher Wars... Uh, was controversial to say the least. The reason, the reason this was so good is Mike, you don't know this, but at the bottom of the barge canal in western New York, they take the water out of it every year, but they leave in like four feet, which was enough to cover Corey Johnson's geometry textbook. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Tossed early in the semester. It was an arc over a rolled road into the barge. The canal. benefits of scum jumping. Yeah. Is what call it. <laughs> Stay tuned for Corey Johnson and Carol Masser on the Bloomberg Advantage. They will take you through Algebra 2. Algebra 2. They will. Corey Johnson and Carol Masser uh, coming up. I hope you enjoyed that. Dana Goldstein, I really urge you to look at her hugely controversial Slate article on algebra high expectations in the Common Core. It had a firestorm of uh, social media uh, response over the weekend. This has been a fabulous week. We say thank you to our team, everybody but YUN and Ken Fellow. Have a great weekend. This is Bloomberg Surveillance.